Hey, what's going on, guys? In this podcast, we sit down with Eric Rocha. Eric is a Muay Thai crew. He is a professional Muay Thai fighter. And a few years ago, he decided to leave his high-paying job to go fight and live in Thailand. He is now back in Toronto, living the 9-to-5 life. But uh, I think he wants to go back to Thailand. Don't tell his girlfriend, though. Uh, we speak about his decision, why he decided to actually go to Thailand, how he feels about it, and especially how he feels to be back here. As always, uh, you can find us on all platforms at Podcast RJL, so make sure to like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, don't forget that all of our episodes are available on our webpage at rjlp.net. Peace! And we're on, guys. We're sitting down at Mafa. Used to be Evolution Mafa, Evolution. Now it's just Mafa. Muay Thai Gym in Mississauga. We're sitting here with my man, Eric James, Eric Roka, whatever porn name you want to use. What's going on, man? It's it's Rocha. Everyone keeps like I, I met someone recently, and they're like, "Yeah, I think we're friends on uh, on Facebook." You're Eric James, and I was like, "Damn it!" But I have it as. Eric James, uh, more so for work purposes. Oh, so they don't find you. So people don't find me. But it sounds like a porn name. I guess like it does. But two first names based on my Facebook Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. So Eric James, I like it. It's a good porn name. If yeah. you ever need money, I guess you have something to do right there. Do you ever get the – because we're both uh, bald individuals now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people yep. talk about uh, Johnny Sin sometimes, you know. Oh, P- uh, Miriam tell me tells me I look like him, yeah. except I don't have his penis size though. No. I gotta tell you that dude is a hog. <laughs> Jesus, has he ever fucked some beautiful women though? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I know, but hold on, that's a great job. You're fucking paid to fuck women, and then you leave. Superstar. Like it's a superstar job. I was reading. I don't know why. Man, that's a cool subject we're on right now. But <laughs> <laughs> there was. Uh, I don't know if you, there's some of his l- latest videos. Supposedly he has to take um, a, a lot of blue pills oh, to, to keep cold. it up, and you see it because it's funny because he's red, chest up, and that's one of the things that it does, right? So yeah, fuck, good uh, talk. Interesting man. start to uh, <laughs> our podcast. It's okay, Crew Jeff. We start. You know Jeff Harrison. Yep. Yep. So he sits down. He starts. I'm like, hey, what's up, Crew Jeff? He starts smelling the microphone. And he's like, well, it, they smell like Asian food. It smells like Asian food. Yep. That's his first comment. Yep. That's how we started the podcast, talking about Asian food. So it's all good, man. It's a conversation. I think so, we went up to him. We started with uh, pornography. Porn. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, fuck, with a name like Eric James, of course it's going to happen. <laughs> the uh, One of the reasons, fuck, I wanted to talk to you, not only were we, like we were saying just before we started, We used to be, oh, fuck, meatheads. Yeah. That's the name. That's how you fuckers called me. Called me a meathead. And there's lots of names for you, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) None of them are very nice, actually. But that was that was part of like our team. We weren't like uh, nice. We we make fun of each other and like that's how we become friends, I guess. Well, man, fuck back then. What else did we do? Like, I don't know that except for working, all of my time was spent with you guys. Yeah. We would just go to work and then come to the gym and train. It was definitely a different environment back then. Like, uh, very fight-oriented, for sure. It's not a fight gym here anymore? 
I'd say it's a fight gym, but just newer generation of, I mean, or not, not a fight gym. It's just new generation of people. Yeah. I'm sure every gym has that story of like the cyclical, yeah, like yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day, it was like this, you know? <laughs> yeah. That means you're getting old too. Yeah. How old are you old? now? I turned 30 this year. Damn. Yeah. Fuck man. Damn. What 30. year were you training with us? Probably like. Oh, well, my last fight was in 2014. Fuck, okay. I have the same belt that's yeah. in the front over so there. That so that was, I was 24. I remember that yeah, year because I had a lot of fights that year. Yeah, Even man. at the yeah. tournament we went to. Yeah, fuck, you fought four times, man. Lost yeah. in the final. And that I fought the, the I fought the week prior in Mexico. Or oh, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. But then, man, that was, uh, that tournament was cool, man. Yeah. Going yeah. down there, like 10, 12 of us, two vans. Fuck, man, I just remembered. Do you remember I crossed the border driving the car with a Canadian shirt on? Because the Canadians, uh, Canada was um, actually going against the U.S. in uh, the Olympics. They were in the finals. Yeah, it, and was, I, it was on our way down, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I crossed the border with a Canada hockey shirt that I borrowed from my dad. And I, I'll always remember the the fuck the agent that let us in the u.s actually spoke to me in french afterwards saying like good luck it was <laughs> awesome like yeah. it's a uh, fuck man good times we did a few trips like we went down to the state back then uh muay thai wasn't as big in no. not in not big i mean it was not sanctioned so much in Ontario. there was an mto no mto didn't exist back then so we went to the states for a lot of events back then you remember the one that, uh, shit, we went down to Buffalo in that really shady strip mall. Yeah. Like, there, there was literally a grocery store at one end. We were in a vacant place. I don't even know that it was allowed to be there. I think they just showed up. And it had a cord that went to the <laughs> ring to light up the ring. Like, it, yeah. it looked like it was oh. the shaftiest setup. But, like, those were the days when we had to go. That's what we had to do to to fight type thing <laughs> yeah well the rich fam that you were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier fought, fought that, that day yep. it was awesome yeah like man that was a cool place mm -hmm. uh nagalai yeah. fought there lars fought on that card too man yeah. oh yeah nagalai got didn't he get kneed in the balls like extremely hard that day i can't remember this is way back then but you've got hit a few more times <laughs> in the face since then uh the yeah. scars you have on your face man they're uh you can tell you went to Thailand and yeah. some elbows were landed. Some elbows landed. I learned a lot of lessons there, but how, it was a good time. How did, uh, th that's one of the parts that I'm so fucking curious about because I'll always remember I was having a conversation with Crew G in front of the old Moffa and uh, Miss Saga and we're talking how you're fucking dropping a hundred grand job to go fight in Thailand and both of us are like, wow, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Do you, uh, you're happy you did it? I'm happy I did it. I think I, I lucked out that it was before this whole pandemic. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of thought, obviously, going into it. I was, I was working in a career that I went to school for. Yeah. I really enjoyed. I liked the people I worked with. This is probably even the harder part. <laughs> like, um, you know, when you go to enjoy going to work and the people you work with, it makes it harder to leave because that relationship is there. Yeah, no um, shit. Eh? So aside from like a money standpoint, and then I also, I guess, like being like, okay, bye everybody here. I'm going over there. I was, <laughs> I was lucky. My girlfriend came along with me, so that was like a, a cool support to have while I was there. Mm. So explain to me how that happened. You 
I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall of the conversation you had with your boss mm-hmm. saying, yeah, I'm quitting this job because I'm going to fight in Thailand. Yeah. Did you actually tell him or tell her? I don't know. Yeah. So I had, um, it was hard. Like, uh, they all, they've always known that like, this is like the sport that I do outside of, <laughs> I'm the HR guy at work and uh, outside of work, I, I fight people. Um, so they always, they've always known about that. Yeah. Um, I think it was a harder to like sit down and tell them like, Hey, this is a decision that I've made. A big piece of it was talking to them. Like this is the time to sort of do it. I don't want to do be like older, have a family, kids married and be like, Oh, I wish I had done that. You know, no regrets. Um, so a big piece like they, and when I explained to them that way, they really understood things. And like, I guess if we want to even go before me leaving work, There's a lot of thoughts and like things happening leading up to that to be like, you know what? I want to go to Thailand. I want to try my hardest and see what I'm capable of. Um, But that's, it's a beautiful thing though, to have a dream. And that's a bit what the point of this whole podcast is exactly that is talk to people that just fucking believe in their dream. They, they, If you want to accomplish something in your life, you just got to fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. I think like um, I've had other conversations with people who are also in the, the fight game and, yeah. and, and such. Yeah. Uh, I think we're like, obviously I'm biased as a fighter, <laughs> but I think fighters are a different breed of people. Like you have certain goals and this could be whether it's fight oriented or life oriented, like mm. just general sort of things like say you wanted to achieve something yep. you'll try to achieve that and it's a certain type of person that will get to that point it's a discipline thing yeah i've had that conversation i gotta tell you man i've interviewed i know well we know a lot of people in the fight game mm-hmm. but a lot of those people eventually get out of it mm-hmm. and i've met business owners i've met people well fuck i've met multiple business owners that are doing extremely well for themselves And every single one of them up to now thanks martial art for the discipline that was taught. The It takes a special type of person to be able, not everybody has drive, mm-hmm. but the people that succeed to a point where they're good fighters, they all have drive. You have to. Yeah. So, so explain that to me. So you talk to your boss, you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go to Thailand and I'm dropping everything to leave yeah so he obviously he must have been surprised but at the end he probably understood like they understood yeah um and then it was just a matter of like obviously i gave my notice uh worked through like transitioning <laughs> packed up my stuff and then headed out and i was gone for a i spent a year there and i wanted to go back and then covid happened yeah and i think i i would go back and even right now i'm currently i'm working like i'm fortunate enough to be working during the pandemic yeah, yeah. and um like the workplace that I, i'm actually back at my old workplace which is even the weirder part <laughs> are you serious you yeah. went back to the exact yeah. same place so i started working with um you remember uh like nagali yeah i was working with his company for a while yeah, yeah doing some recruitment and my plan was to leave so it was a short-term contract yeah uh then the pandemic hit yeah and i was like you know what i don't really like this job <laughs> that so- i was doing <laughs> So I like uh, talked about some of my old co-workers and they happened to be looking for work. I went back. Um, they put me on like a contract because they know like my goal is to still keep going for what I want. I think right now we're just kind of in a weird place of 
pandemic, so it's good to have a little bit of income right now. <laughs> so, are you still considering going back? Yeah, I've I've had like uh, multiple like times where I've had conversations with people. I mean, I l- often look and keep updated on the news. It's very hard to get over there right now. Mm-hmm. So then it's like thinking like, oh, what's next of sort of option or opportunity available for me in the meantime? So every day is a struggle in terms of that thought. Yeah, but um, I think right now I'm in an okay place. I'm training. I'm working. I can't complain right now. Yeah. So. What went through your head when you actually kissed your mother goodbye? You packed your shits mm-hmm. packed. You're ready to go. You're mm-hmm. on your way to the. You're on your way to the airport in Toronto. What the fuck's going through your head at that yeah. point? So I'm like a close family man. So like I'm really close with my my mom and my dad. And yeah, uh, yeah. I have a younger brother. So obviously I was I was gonna miss them. I'm very much a mama's boy. I'll openly say that. To <laughs> <people>. <laughs> uh, so, um leaving i was sad i was actually fortunate that they came to visit me while i was in thailand yeah see that's cool that's cool right and then the even cooler part is i had a fight um they flew in on the friday yeah and i was fighting at this on the saturday yeah at uh, lumpini stadium so uh i had to check weight you in fought the, at lumpini yeah uh, yeah good for it was you, against man. another foreigner it wasn't like a a ranked thai fight yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was still a cool experience to go fuck yeah yeah um so I had to wake up the next day in the morning. They do uh, they check weight at five a.m. at Lumpini, like same same day. So uh, which is good in my opinion. Yeah. Same day weigh. I believe in same yeah. day weigh-ins. So I was I had cut weight. I went to go check weight, uh, made weight, and then I stayed in where I was like my where I was living and everything, and yeah. with the gym people, we all drove to the stadium at night, and um, I was fighting uh, later on in the card. I took a picture of this individual who had their tickets. They were coming to the stadium to to watch the fights. And I was like, you find this man and he'll have your tickets and he'll get you in. And literally they got there and they showed someone this picture of this individual. The guy's right there. And they're like, yeah, he's right over there. And then they came in to watch and uh, I won that night. So like, Oh, that's good. So like I had one and now I got to take a little break from training because I had just fought. Like they yeah. typically give you time. Um, I took about... I think it was like two weeks because my parents were there for two weeks. Yeah. And I, like within the second week, my trainer is like uh, calling me through like a Facebook chat and yeah, everything. Yeah, be like, yeah. Eric, where are you? Come, come <laughs> back to training. For you. Yeah, yeah. But it was a cool experience for sure. Uh, fuck, I didn't think about that. It just came back to me. Jeff that I sent your way. For, oh, yeah. Fuck, so one of your I, students. I completely forgot about this guy. That was awesome. Yeah. So basically... Wow, I haven't thought about that. Fuck. So I basically had the students that approached me. He's like, I want to go to Thailand. He has no fights, never fought in his life. But he's been training with me for, he's been my students for like a year, maybe. He's definitely your student because I remember him coming to me and be like, (laughs) am I allowed to eat this? Does it fit in my macros? And I was like, good job trying to read the the nutrition facts on the back of these Thai labels. Yup. I was like, I just eat to survive out here. Yeah. He comes up to me, asks for a diet. I think I made him lose like 20 pounds. Yeah, he was in good shape when he came. Yeah. But man, I got to thank you for that one. That was cool because you know how awesome I looked? He's like, I want to go to Thailand. I'm like, hmm, one of my buddies in Thailand. I wonder if he'd take you. You took you took care of him? And yeah, like, yeah, fuck, that was golden. The gym. He even got a fight with us. Yeah, I know. Did he, he won that fight, right? Or did he lose it? He, I think he lost. It was, uh, yeah. it was a close. It was like a 
three round fight in a smaller stadium out yeah, there, yeah, but it was a cool experience. A oh, guy yeah. who never fought any fights ever fought first fight full, in Thailand. Full rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shin pads, no, no shin nothing. Pads. No, no, the dude is. Uh, I wouldn't have sent him your way if I didn't think he had a heart. He had a good, um, like boxing background. It's just like out there, they they favor kicks more, and uh, just with the the temperature changes and everything, yeah, yeah. is it's not easy to like adjust sometimes. And being mm-hmm. alone, yeah, no, for no. your first fight, yeah. he. Uh, I was in the like. I mean, I was there, I was in the corner, but yeah, it's yeah. different from yeah, yeah. like being out in home. Yeah. It's. Um, I remember him texting me the day before, mm-hmm. scared, nerves, yeah. oh, scared shitless, yeah. and. We all got scared when you fight. Like yeah. I've, how many times was I scared before I fought? And fuck, I remember him. We had like an hour conversation. I probably I keep everything, so I probably still has the conversation somewhere. But man, I was able. It's a good thing that you have to know the feeling, right? Yeah. He didn't have. Uh, I don't think Jeff wanted to tell you because, uh, like, he didn't have a personal relationship with you, right? No, no. We train so hard, you and I, like we were saying, we were kind of, before the podcast, we were talking how every single time you train in a gym long enough, you always find an idiot that you get <laughs> along with, that you tend to go a lot harder with that person than yeah. anybody else. Well, you are mine. Yeah. And when I was telling him, I was describing you, and he saw some of your fights, he was intimidated as fuck. Uh-huh. He come. He was like, oh, yeah, but he's always training with the Thai guys. Yeah, I only train. Like, like, that was the harder part because yeah. he came and he was more of like, because he was a newer guy. Oh, he, he's a, but, but he, he was a beginner, though. He's a beginner. So yeah, he yeah. trained a lot with, like, the foreigners or some of the younger yeah. Thai kids. Yeah. And um, our gym that we were training at was, um, it's predominantly like a, a school. Like, a school. like they uh, offered, like, uh, people to come in and learn Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. And there was only a few like fighters part of my selection on like why i chose this gym is they yeah. had a few ties who were like my sort of weight so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh this is a good training partners yeah and it was always like okay eric you go do this with them yeah and the other people they stay over here yeah that's so what like he was explaining that, that's yeah so it was kind of like <laughs> i was a little distant from him in that sense which kind of make it harder to have that connection of like yeah. yo i'm dealing with this or uh, I think he was sick at one point. I he was. Even, yeah, yeah, I hadn't found was. out until maybe a day after. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the food. Huh? The something. food is the food different. And, like and a, the water, your body oh, needs man. to get my, used to it. Uh, the first time I got there, like I ate something and it was like, oh, my stomach feels like shit. Yeah. And like uh, it takes a, a while to adjust. So like the temperature of the food is different, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just want to thank you because that was – Fuck man, he had such a great experience, and I I don't know. I wonder. I should ask him. I'll ask him later on today. I think if it was just an idea that he threw out there to say, yeah, I'd like to go to Thailand and fight, and the fact that I looked at him, I'm like, fuck, I'll set it up for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, kind of forced him to actually do it. That's good. It went out of his comfort zone, and he got to do it. If I if I tell people anyone, like I wish I had gone. I mean, I'm fortunate that. My coach, Gerald, like, told me, like, finish school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, you have a career. You can you can work towards that. But I wish I went to Thailand earlier. Mm. Um, I've While I was there, I see a lot of young athletes from other countries. Yeah, yeah. So much potential. And they're in the right place to, like, grow and learn. Well, one thing I got to say that I'm very happy. I don't know if you remember, but I used to always make fun of you because your weight ballooned. Not only were you... 
holding on to scraps on your head. You didn't <laughs> want to shave your head, although I was telling you to do it. The you used to balloon a lot between your yeah. fights. You don't balloon anymore. No, I think I'm like I've looking at you now. It. Like, oh Jesus, huh? there's not uh, <laughs> there's not much fat there. Yeah, I think like I've really obviously thought like you know if you train consistent and eat, it's not like I diet. I just eat. Right, Properly. I don't. Yeah, I, I like anyone else. You know, you have a pizza, hamburger. Of course, um, I love ice cream. <laughs> like we had <laughs> ice cream cake yesterday. <laughs> um, these are things that happen in life, but um, I I understand the importance of not ballooning, right? Because then you put your body through so much um, to cut weight. Oh, course. it messes up with your hormones. Yeah. Something stupid. Why do you think uh, a lot of the guys that are um, in their forties now they have? Uh, what do they call it? A testosterone replacement yeah, therapy, like, low, low like TRT, yeah. because of they abuse and probably that they abuse other substances too. But the just the weight cut yeah. is a big problem too. So you're saying that is it all Thailand that they do same same day? Not all. Um, so some of the bigger shows, the ones with like uh, like Max Muay Thai, um, the the entertainment shows like Super Champ, um, Muay Hardcore, MX, yeah. they do day before. So 24 hours. Um, 24 so some, hours, yeah. Same thing as MMA, boxing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which kind of like gives you more time to obviously cut weight and, and then even same day weight because they make it so early, 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. You can still cut some weight within the running around in those plastic sauna, <laughs> sauna suits and uh, you can lose some weight and, and put on the water weight, of course. Just probably not as drastic as what we do here in North America when people start doing like the baths in the sauna. It's crazy. And everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they'll lose 20 pounds overnight. Yeah, That's yeah. ridiculous. I don't understand why people do that to themselves. Mm -hmm. Who was the guy? Fuck again. That's popping in my head. And uh, when we went to TBA, who was the guy that we had uh, that was in the sauna? Do you remember? There was a dude that had a really hard cut. I don't remember which one he like was. Like part of our team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on our team. I remember being there. Like I, I was there. I didn't really need to because I was already on weight. Uh -huh. But Nang historically <laughs> sucks at cutting weight. <laughs> yeah, but he, he likes, he's lazy on yeah, his diet. He well, he used like, to be yeah. lazy on his diet. So then uh, we would force him to stay in the sauna. Even when, remember, yeah, we went down to uh, Michigan before? Yep. We had to like keep, we had to have a guy on the outside of yep. the sauna to so, keep him from leaving. Oh fuck! I remember that fight. I was dropped in that fight. Yeah, Ooh, you lost. What? You were in like you lost a lot of weight leading up to the fight. That the, was probably one of your bigger weight first weight cuts with us. It was the first big weight cut yeah. with you guys. The uh, ah man, but my opponent was like six foot seven. There's no fucking way that guy was 170 pounds. <laughs> Who the fuck is six foot seven or six foot six? But man, that was a big boy. Yeah, that was um your first. Was that your first sanctioned fight with us? I think it with, uh, yeah, with you guys it was. Yeah. Oh, man, it was my first fight in like four years, and I get dropped in the first fight. Yeah. And I remember I brought, we brought a big team. Like, I helped yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, coordinate yeah, yeah. all that. Yeah, not, only <laughs> all, not only that, but I was the only one that lost out of all our team. Yeah. The, um, fuck, man, I don't even know. No, Adam lost that night, too. Did he? Uh, Adam DeFritis. Uh, he, because uh, he, I remember watching him. The guy he fought was big on elbows, and Adams never fought a fight with elbows before. Oof, and he got and caught? He, I remember the guy shoving his head towards the rope and, like, letting go, and Adams' head went forward, and the guy's elbow <laughs> I think, went yeah. boom. I yeah. don't, 
I remember, fuck man, I remember waiting on the side of the ring for, for them to announce my name. I remember <laughs> stepping into the ring. But after that, it's And then I remember I'm in the back, crew G's on doing my raps. Uh-huh. I have no memory of the time between stepping into the ring and like 20 minutes later, after yeah. having my hands uh, unwrapped. I don't remember that part at all. Yeah. It's the only time I was in a fight. I've been dropped in knees to the liver that's happened to yeah. me quite a few times fuck that shit hurts <laughs> but uh man being dropped damn that that's messed up man to lose a a portion of time like that i'm yeah. just happy i don't my i never never affected me after that yeah, after was, that yeah and then um obviously in our sport uh concussions are like a big thing i won that night too i yeah, i man. knocked out a guy that night but um what was it's farang Farang, Farang, that is the name <laughs> of the organization. Farang, um, yeah, I, I, um, concussions. Like you're, like you're saying, you're fortunate that it didn't affect you as much afterwards. Yeah. I know a few people in our sport who are dealing with certain like yeah, symptoms. Man. You know, like they're they have that light sensitivity. Their their head hurts and everything. So. I, I made a promise after yeah. that fight that if I ever got hurt again, mm-hmm. I'd never fight again. Yeah. Well, fuck, I studied for to, to use my head. To this day, that's what I do. Can you imagine? My job is to speak to people. If I could not speak, mm-hmm. and that's one of the first things that goes with a lot of concussions. Like yeah. you, you can't remember words. You're having problems putting sentences together. That means I can't do what I'm what I'm supposed to be doing. You wouldn't have this podcast today. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, it'd be a vegetable podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just two people. (laughs) It'd be be an interesting podcast. That's for damn sure. So you're, we sidetracked it there, but hey, this is is the beauty of a conversation. um, So you're on your way to the airport. You just kissed your mother as a mama's boy. So you're probably crying (laughs) in the taxi. Mama, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what are you thinking like you're are you regretting the decision at that point or you're like yeah let's fucking do this no at that point i was like this i've given up my stuff i'm going there you know yeah, yeah. one i had overpacked way too much because i was like i thought like i was gonna do, like live there and yeah 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 yeah. live some like have a nice like place and blah blah <laughs> man i thought i lived out of a suitcase the whole time yeah i had two suitcases i didn't even use one of the suitcases like because for the most part, I would, as weird as this might sound, I'd show up, go train. Between that, I'd most likely be sleeping. If I have to go somewhere, I throw on a t-shirt and shorts, do whatever. By the time I get home, it's been hot out. So I take everything off and just like relax. Yeah. And if I have to go out and do anything else later, I'm going to pick up the same stuff. Yeah. If, as long as it doesn't like smell like garbage, you yeah. know, and then wear it again. As homeless as that sounds, like I didn't need as much stuff and it makes you value, I guess, like that. You don't need so much stuff in life. Like living a simple life is not so bad. Well, if you knew, it's fun. I got to say, man, it's very interesting. And the reason uh, Miriam just made that face is that we are considering one of my dreams that I've always had was to take a bus. Uh And I'm very, very handy with my hands. So really strip it out, build a house out of a bus and just go. Yeah, there's a lot of people posting this, especially on like today's world TikTok. Like, uh, yeah, 
They yeah. like now live out of a car or a van yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they like have kitchens and everything. Yeah. And uh, when my when my girlfriend will show me stuff like that, I was like, it looks great, but they don't have a gym. Yeah. <laughs> Is no, my, but, my, my number one critique on it. But can you imagine traveling all around Canada, then going to the U.S. all the way down to South America and train in some, in all the best gyms. Yeah, that would be very true. Because, and this is what we're contemplating right now, to actually, like, I'm, fuck, what are we? Ah, fuck, it'll be three months from now, I can say it out loud. <laughs> uh, I'm, actually, I'm becoming to a point where those, I've only been doing podcasting for maybe three months. I started interviewing people about a month and a half ago. Yeah. I've, re, we're, we recorded, I think, it's the 15th or the 14th that we're doing right now. Yeah. And if I stayed here another week, I'd probably have another 10 more. Like people keep on, oh, you need to talk to this guy. You need to talk to this guy. You need to talk to this guy. I had, like I was saying earlier, I, I was speaking with the old mayor of Clarington. Turns out he's like, oh, I have a few buddies that owns really big companies. They're doing some really cool stuff with magic mushrooms and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And they're like, you should talk to them. You should talk to them. You should talk to that guy. Oh, I'll introduce you to that guy. And it's just the the way is to monetize the whole thing yeah and i came up with a plan i know how to do it it'll take a bit of time but mm-hmm. i know how to do it yeah. but as you're saying right now covid since covid uh miriam moved from toronto to come live with me yeah and i moved out of the apartment that i had in montreal i literally gave it away and I've been living out of a cottage. We've been living in a cottage for the past almost eight months now in the middle of nowhere. We both work from home. The closest grocery store is like half an hour uh-huh. by car, obviously, not by foot, but because <laughs> it's not that much of an accomplishment. But we've been living a very remote, very simple life. Yeah. And you're absolutely right in saying that it's it's teaching you that life is not about possessions uh-huh. life is not about money life is about having enough money to live experiences yeah do what you do and be happy in what you're doing i think is a big thing right like you saying you enjoy doing these conversations having these conversations with people she was telling me earlier in the car just just before we got in here she's like i don't think i've ever seen you this happy mm-hmm I, I I I cannot imagine doing this for a living. You're uh, we're talking. I have goosebumps. Like yeah. for, it, it's one of those things that I, it, I don't believe in coincidences. It's kind of fucked up that we were just talking about that in the car, talking to a guy that left his job to go fight and still wants to do it. Yeah, and and I don't know. Like maybe it's not for everyone. I know we have like everyone has those people in their lives that are maybe like the bougie people. Like they like their name brand <laughs> stuff and like. <laughs> You know, the bougies. I yeah. love that term. They're like, I need my, uh, I don't know, Versace, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, I think it's interesting when you realize like what you, what makes you happy, and if it's not material stuff, like following that passion. And I think that's like a big thing with martial arts. Things like what what intrigues people. Like for your example, like you're very much interested in this stuff. Like, yeah, and it gives you purpose in in what you're doing. What's interesting is that the whole point from the beginning, the idea that we came up with is doing it in a way where we're always going to see the people. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that I'm finding out is doing everything through Zoom meetings like I'm doing at work right now 
you lose that connectivity that you have with your client, with your customers, with whoever you're, it could be your, you're just your colleagues. You don't have the same type of interaction. It's kind of more um, superficial, if I can say it that way. Yeah, I've, I think in today's world, everything is kind of like that virtual world. Living through uh, a screen type yeah. of deal. We're, and you're right, you, people do miss out on that interaction, right? Um, even from like a, obviously in martial arts training perspective, things are different too. They they want everyone to like be distanced mm-hmm. while training, doing their yeah. bag work and everything. But it is, it's one thing to see people like oh, virtually through a screen. And then it's another person, when you see people in real life, that real life interaction really changes people, I think, like in the way you feel. I get that it's obviously altered by COVID right now, but yeah. It does because and that that was the idea that we had from the beginning is really to go see people, to have them in their environment. Like I we had a podcast, we were in a McDonald's. I recorded mm-hmm. a podcast in my car because we got kicked out of Yorkdale Mall because we're not allowed to record inside there. Okay. We're at the gym right now. The the microphone booms are strapped to a chair. Yeah, and we're, we're just it work. But adaptability is a big thing, right? Yeah. And it just so what we were talking, uh, Miriam and I, is why not take it to the next level at this point? If we're gonna make it, always go see people. Why not fucking travel for real? Why yeah. not take the dream that I've always had to have a bus, strip it, make it livable the way we want. Can you travel. Pick the dog over. up. And we don't have kids, but uh, that's something that we have spoken about. That's something that Miriam being Lebanese and she's not Lebanese and we're born here. That's where she's from. Like she, yeah. she's only been here for three years, right? And it's one of those things that what what is stopping us from going to a bus, even having a kid? And at one point just say, once we found a city between Canada and all the way to South America that we love, mm-hmm. fucking stay there, buy a house there and just... Making that decision like, oh, we like this place? Here we go. And we actually know that we're there because we want to be there because it's not, oh, I was born in Montreal, so I'm going to live my whole life. Mm-hmm. No, 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 you need to experience, you need to see the world. And I think it's weird, man. I'm having a revelation as we're talking. <laughs> you know... um, it's weird. I, I've watched like this, um, another video on, it was a documentary on an individual, but he talks about how like in life obstacles like appear, for example, like our current COVID situation. Yep. He's like, it'll tell you, you can't do this. You can't do mm-hmm. this. But <clears throat> being adaptable, like yeah. you were saying, mm-hmm. people find like, oh, I'll go over, under, sideways to make it work. Like being adaptable to fit with what you're looking for. So I think like in what you're looking for and what I'm looking for in life or what anyone wants from life, you could either sit there and be defeated and be like, I can't do it. Yeah. Or you can find a way. <laughs> and again, it's interesting you say that because every single person that I've met recently that is successful and successful, I don't like when people attach success with money because they're not, maybe that that is what you want and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But success to me is just to say that you're living the world, you're living your life the way you want to live it, yeah. not and by that, what other people tell you. And that makes you happy. You yep, know? People pers- can have money and they're they're not happy. I think like... It's not can, about money. Yeah. So then measures of success, if you're looking at I have money versus I'm happy, 
what is your definition of success, right? Well, to to be honest with you, it's fuck man, it's interesting that you and I are talking about that because I have a I have a very good job and there's a principle, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. No, I've heard. That book was written almost 100 years ago. It's a fucking bible of how to look at the world and make your luck happen. If there's such a thing as luck and coincidences, I don't believe in them. But basically, one of the chapters that he talks about is burning bridges. So he explains how in order to be successful, you have to give yourself, you have to remove the chances of you going back to what you were doing. If you want to succeed, burn the bridges that connects you to your past Mm -hmm. and make it so that you do not have a choice to succeed like your only option is to do things that yep. way because you can't you have nothing to go back to type thing right and the thing that's always for the longest time i'm very comfortable at my job i'm a smart guy i enjoy what i do and mm-hmm. I, it kind of gives me that openness to speak to customers so i like that interaction and but i've never found something that i thought would interest me as much and now doing this it interests me like a thousand times more. Yeah. Like over the past week, all I've been doing is podcasting stuff. Yeah. I get up at six in the morning, I'm working, and you can ask Miriam, I'm obsessed. Uh-huh. I start at six, I'm not done before eight, nine, ten. Fuck, we went to bed at, I think, two o'clock two days ago, and I was up at six again, ready still fucking ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wake up, ask her, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, holy fuck, that's a great idea. I'm on my cell phone taking Just notes, and then I go yeah. back to bed. But it's becoming an obsession. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, this is a messed up conversation. <laughs> the uh, but it's not about me; it's about you, man. I totally digress from for, from uh, our topics, I guess. Well, yeah, but it was still in line, I guess, with what. It's just you're making linked. me realize that <laughs> that's exactly what you did. Yeah, yeah. So again, fuck, we'll do it again. I you, think um, you're on your way to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like we have, uh, we live in some sort of world where we just keep reverting back to the same story. Well, we haven't seen each other in a while. Forever. It's been a while. So, of course, this is going to happen. I do have a, a, just to go back to a little bit of what we were talking about of cutting off burning bridges. Are you in in a hurry? No, I'm not in a hurry. Because normally we do it for an hour, but fuck, we can go three hours for all I care. Like, just go. And I get that, but I don't think people are going to want to listen to us. Go you, back and forth for three hours, though. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? It's it's one of those things that I don't worry about it. I okay. don't care. We'll if, you, what, if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. But <laughs> I got a feeling that uh, some of the best podcasts I've ever heard is just great conversations just between two dudes. Yeah. And between you and I, you uh, we've ex- like I can see you family because just the way we trained, there was nothing else. What the fuck else was I doing except working and training? Yeah. And when I was working, I was thinking about training. Remember, uh, <laughs> I came back and we ran into each other at, I think it was either Provincials or No, it was at Nationals, Nationals last year in November. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We were just talking. It was like we had never, nothing ever was no. happened in between. It was just a back into regular convos. Yeah, yeah, but you're you're my type of dude. Yeah, yeah. There's a so I don't know if now it's gonna start to show the bro love is gonna start coming <laughs> out again. So you wanted to go back to oh, uh, burning bridges. Burning bridges. So my big thing was uh, being over there. Yeah. One thing I saw that I think gives certain people from either different countries um, 
an edge over maybe others. Yeah. I gave up some stuff. I'll admit that I did have a fallback. So, like, some people don't have anything to fall back on. Uh, 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 uh. You mean you could go back to mama's house? Yeah, I can come back to not just mama's house, but, I mean, Canada as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Like, Canada's not a bad place to to friggin' live, you know what I mean? One of the best countries in the world, man. Other people don't have another option, you know? Like, not that they don't have another option, but they're like, what I'm doing here is better than going back and doing what I was was before. Mm Mm-hmm. And that gives people an edge because yeah. they're, then they're 100% committed in, in what they're doing. Because that's all they got. Yeah, that's all they got. And again, it comes back to <clears throat> exactly what I was saying, the burning bridges part. Yeah. If you put yourself in a situation where you don't have a choice to succeed, mm-hmm. you'll fail a, a bunch of times. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you will reach that goal. Yeah. There's like um, that is a component of like what pushes people. Yeah. I think another another piece is just that intrinsic piece of like i believe in myself and this is what i can achieve yep. that may set you apart from other other individuals but but i think that goes back to what you were saying earlier because the one of the components that i see in fighters and i think that's why fighters are so successful when they transition to do something else in fighting they keep the mindset that they have but i think to be in the first place to be successful in fighting you need to have a certain mindset Because it is not normal for, I've I've reflected on this over the years and I'm like, holy fuck, you're retarded, Nick. You actually sign, you agree to go in a ring where the sole purpose of the other guy is to fucking knock you out. Yeah, they're they're in there to hurt you and you're in there to hurt them. Because if you don't hurt them, they're They're going to hurt hurt you. you. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird when you think about that concept, right? It's weird to most people. Try explaining that at your work. Yeah, yeah. To work or like anyone who's not involved in martial arts or sport, you know? It's because uh, even in other competitions, like in other competition sports, there's still a game to it. Mm-hmm. There's still a component that the whole point is not to hurt the other person. Yeah. Like you, you look at hockey, you look at the football, the way they just run into each other. Yeah. I think point- that aggressive piece still plays... It's somewhat of a component of their sport. Oh, yeah. oh, you need no, that. Right? 100%. Yeah. But the point is not to hurt people. Yeah. It's a component of it. But in the fight game, the whole point is mm. to is to really take your will and force it onto other people to a point where they either abandon, you knock them out, or you break one of their arms. And I think um, I, I giggle at myself here because uh, – <laughs> I, I think I've always been good at like uh, wanting to hurt people. Like when you say we used to train yeah, back in the day, yeah. that I was a meathead because like I like to try to like, how am I gonna do something to this person? Whether it be it doesn't need to be like I'm gonna concuss a person, you know, like uh, like when we talk about like liver kicks or yeah. knees to the yeah. body oh, or like leg good. kicks. And you had a good switch right? kick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you still have a good switch. Like, kick. Those things are fun, and then then I think over this last like um, little while as I've gotten older in the sport and like uh i will always kind of have that meathead mentality yeah right which yeah. i think makes me an entertaining fighter you're an, in, you're in, an entertaining human being yeah. <laughs> not only fighter man as a whole because yeah. like it's like you're gonna either watch me hurt someone or i'm gonna get hurt type thing yeah right? it's uh f- yeah, yeah it yeah. goes both ways I yeah, yeah but i think uh more so in the last little while i've been really focusing on like um IQ of things like uh like fight what, IQ. Yeah, yeah. And like technique and knowing where you're at and when to do certain things and 
and I'm more open to listening to other people regardless of their skill level and coaching level. Whereas yeah. like when back in the day, I was dumb. I was just like, maybe because I was younger, I don't know. Probably. I just be like, I go in there and I hit him until he stops hitting me. <laughs> yeah, but you're a move forward type <laughs> of Yes, type and of that pattern. I think I've always been. And I'll use like slight angles, but very much that forward. Um, in recent work with certain different pad holders, uh, they'll they'll be like, move back, do this. What? And I'm move like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't move backwards. <laughs> but then I, I, it's funny because when I take it, you you take with what you learn from them. Yeah. I try to think like, how would I actually use this? Like, so I, I think like I'll hit the person and I'll move back to make them think that I'm moving back, but I'm actually gonna hit them going forward. <laughs> in in the end of the day, it's just going back for, to going forward. You go back to go forward. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. It's uh, man, your uh, your personality. That's what I was saying. I, I said it as a joke and we're laughing, but you have such a great heart. Like yeah. you have, you have determination that you can't teach. You have heart that you can't teach. You either, not only do you have it, but you actually use it to your advantage. You're fully aware that you have it and you use it to your advantage. Um, the training, cause that's one thing I've never fucking been in Thailand, man. I've been doing it for more than 12 years mm -hmm. and I've never been again. It's one of those situations. Like you said earlier, I've always wanted to go and I always keep on pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. Yeah. Um, I had been beforehand. Yeah, and it was just a month. I did a full month there. I mean, it's cool, but obviously, I'm. I'm a, it was not just solely training. It was like we did some traveling. Oh, it was my course. first time there. Still Thailand. You have to be a tourist. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had told myself like, yo, I really like this place. I want to come. I want to come back. And I kept pushing. Like you said, you keep life things mm. come up, and you keep pushing it. You keep pushing it. And I eventually did it, like recent, like more so recently, right? And I'm happy that I did, and and I would definitely go back, type of thing. I th I would say if you are if you like this sport, it's something to worth go and see, experience the culture, um, know that there's differences there. They um, you can go to one gym, and one trainer will tell you to do a kick one way, yeah, different from how you're doing it, and you go to a, a trainer within the same gym will tell you to do thing a different totally way. different way right uh, and it's like overcoming like which way do i do it like and and the reality is neither one is wrong yep, it's yep. what works best for that per that person right that's what uh when i spoke to crew jeff that's exactly what he was saying how one of the biggest thing that he does is that instead of trying to teach him tech teach his students or his fighters techniques that works for Uh, that worked for him mm. he really develops techniques and style based on their physiology based yeah. on the way they move based uh -huh. on do they like to get a hit you or are they because like body types right like uh you're a taller guy yeah. versus like a shorter person and you're telling both of them to fight the same way which the, doesn't always work but your mentality has to play with it too yeah. like if i was your coach i wouldn't coach you as an evasive guy That's no. not your style. Yeah. I would be wasting my time and yours trying to teach you head movement. You don't yeah. give a fuck about head movement. If you told me slip, slip, under, dead, no. it's a lot of, like, um, it's, no. it's great. It looks good on uh, videos yeah, yeah. for everyone's Instagram, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, in terms of practicality, right? But it But, doesn't work with you. That's the thing, because you don't have, that's not how your head works. No. I don't think that it's entirely off the table. Mm -mm. Like you can show it to me, yeah, yeah, and I can choose to like uh, 
if I want to implement yeah. it or or utilize it or like one day I think like hey maybe I'll try what we worked the other day like yeah. this movement you know um, so I don't think I think it's depending on obviously a person's mind the but I don't think like uh, there's a templated way of like this is how I will coach you yeah and it works for everybody your whole fight team no but it can't you have it to won't. have you have to have different uh, strategies for every single one of them mm-hmm. and not everybody's ready to do what it takes in order to win either right that's yeah. another aspect of the fight game that you and again it's another aspect of the fight game that translates directly into life yeah, yeah. Uh, i started saying life is fighting i said that off of a podcast and i keep on thinking about it because i get to re not only do you guys have to listen to me once, I listen to myself like three, four times. When you because, replay everything again? Oh, I replay this podcast. I will not only will I replay it, I'll edit it, then I'll replay it again to make sure. And some of them I listen four or five times. Mm-hmm. And f- f- life is fighting. Yeah. Or fighting is life, whatever the fuck you want to say it. But it teaches you a lot uh, about yourself. Yeah, I would say so. As much as we like to say that uh, fighting is a is a uh, a group sport, you're on, you're alone in there. Yeah, I think uh, leading up to things, you can have a team. Yeah, leading up to an event, mm-hmm. but when you get in the ring, like you said, is that part is individualized. When you're in the ring, you have support from your your corner, yeah. especially if you like as as a coach, you've seen like. You can throw things out at people, and they're making that choice if they're going to listen to you or don't. not. You know, <laughs> they come to the corner and they tell you, "I don't want to do this," yeah. da, 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 which has happened. It's happened. Of course, it does. Versus others that will go out there and and, and go and try to get that win, right? Um, but I think it is, that part is the, the individual who has to kind of make that choice, right? How was it um, in Thailand having little Thai guys in your corner that you don't understand what the fuck they're telling you? So um, while I was out there, I was in Phuket for a little while. Yeah. Um, I was there for about uh, five five months, I want to say. So almost half of your stay was there. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then I moved over to Bangkok. I'll talk a little bit about Phuket. So I traded at um, Singpatong. Yeah. Um, It was in like Phuket City. On top of like the mountains, so you're kind of away from all the crazy, crazy nightlife. No lady boys for you. No lady boys for me. I stayed up like uh, pretty high up in the mountain, and we'd come down to like the Seven Eleven, whatever, get our food and get our meals out there, and go back up. Um, the trainer I met there, you you walk into the gym, they had everyone. It was a big fight gym, like uh, heavily, like a lot of fighters were at uh, Singpatong. Um, they kind of pair you off when I first got there with different trainers. Yeah. And then I kind of found a trainer that I think he really liked working with me and I liked yeah. working with him. So it matched up. So we matched up mm-hmm. and he would come to the fight events. Um, and that was like, you build that relationship. I have lots of videos of like, even just me, him in, in the back room joking around, like we had a really close relationship. I think it's a little different because there you see your trainer Every day, it's like a family. It's like it, I was saying like earlier, a it becomes a family talking. member, right? Yeah, and um, crazy because like this trainer um, passed away this year. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, so and it's and then when I think back, I was like, holy crap! Like, I only knew this guy for a few months, and yeah. it like impacted me 
so much in comparison to like people I've known for like longer durations, right? So from that point, like uh, he took care of me when I was at like training out of that gym. Yeah. When I went to Bangkok, we kind of talked about the my Bangkok gym. Uh, I was very much involved with the Thais and working with the Thais. Yeah. I don't speak Thai. I would only like uh, if we we're in the back of a truck ask them certain words because a few of them and we joke like i'd pick up whatever right yeah, yeah. um so i learned that way and then um that trainer there i had a really close relationship as well so uh he looked out for me on a lot of my fights uh there was a time where he went up north to tr- cover someone who was fighting yeah and literally the next day he came back sort of thing because he knew i was getting ready for a fight or um I always use this one as a story because to me it meant a lot. Um, I was getting ready for a fight and uh, a lot of the fighters had fought the week before. Okay. So they were taking this week off. So you're basically alone training. I was by myself training. Yeah. Which is fine because it was like my last week before the fight. Yeah, yeah. It's a lighter week. Yeah, of course. There, you, right? you don't like want to sell the impact, yeah. right? But he's like, Eric, go sprinting. And I'm like, who am I sprinting against? Like these kids or yeah. like the the foreigners who are here who are not going to push me on my sprint yeah and uh they're not they're, they weren't even training with me it was like i was doing my own training that day yeah um with my with my trainer and he all of a sudden i'm out on the side by the gym where we would go run on the street he rolls up on like a little bicycle <laughs> and he's like we're gonna race today <laughs> then i had to race him like uh that's how i did my sprints but like not everyone does that you know like other people are like Hey, Nick, go sprint. Yeah. And they just bank on you sprinting. So did you leave Phuket because your girlfriend was tired of being in the in the middle of nowhere? Because she was there, right? Yeah. So uh, That we must were, have been rough on yeah. her. We were in... We landed in Bangkok, right? Yeah, uh, we spent so, yeah. We spent some time in Bangkok. It was her first time out there. I had been... But it was cool to, like, go around, see things. Bangkok is very busy. Like, uh... Like, imagine, like, downtown in any sort of city. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so rammed. Like, there's yeah. a, the population is very dense. So we were like, oh, this is a lot. We went to uh, Phuket. Phuket's, like, the the island life. You're close to the beach, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Only to realize that after a while, you're so tired come weekends that you don't care about the beach. You just want to sleep and relax yeah, and yeah. eat and everything. But it was nice to have the beach. Um, I think the bigger part of uh, us moving to bangkok was at one i was having really good training at where i was at in phuket i had some really big fights um or some really good fights and they wanted me to get ready for like um the bigger shows like the tv shows yeah the ones that pay more money are actually in in like the city you know yeah yeah. it would make sense it makes sense well there's more people more money makes sense and it it didn't it's not that it didn't make sense it was just it'd be weirder for me to be like hey i'm gonna go to bangkok for two weeks you stay here by yourself in phuket and i'll see you after my fight or whatever or yeah. like or do you want to come yeah. for with me for those two weeks yeah um so it just made sense to pick up our stuff and just go and go so i landed in bangkok i went and saw a few gyms kruji yeah he, I saw him come in. <laughs> um we, we tried out a few gyms got the vibe the sense of what i was looking for yeah um this one was kind of like on the outskirts of Bangkok, like I was probably the only, if you talk to Jeff, um, there wasn't many foreigners where we stayed. Okay. Where we stayed, it was very like a lot of ties. And a lot of the, th- all of the foreigners kind of lived at the gym. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, 
Not that I didn't want to live at the gym, but I didn't want my girlfriend to wake up every day at the gym. <laughs> so we stayed outside. Yeah, because that's another portion that's I was another going portion, to ask right? you. Yeah, where did she sleep, man? So we stayed outside the gym. We had our like own like sort of house out on Anut, which is a street that like, we lived on. Um, and we had a house. <laughs> it was so funny because there you can't get housing or rental or anything. Like we had to get it from our my trainer. So he signed all the papers for me and like I would go and uh, pay like my like landlord or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, who like lived in the downstairs, like in the back or yeah, whatever. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we lived out there and then every morning I'd be the white foreigner with my bald head walking up and down the street <laughs> to the gym, finish training, walk back to the gym. I mean, after training, a lot of the trainers would, uh, pick me up and just drive me back. Cause they, they're like, okay, we do, we, we go that way. We stop at seven. Yeah. You get your drinks forever. And it was good. I mean, I got, I had a good relationship with a lot of people there. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to have that dynamic of having to sort things out with my girlfriend being there. Yeah, because that's that's a portion that I gotta say that's a good woman. Like I, I that's a good woman you have there, man. Because that that cannot be easy. You're pursuing your dream, so it makes sense. You you don't see the bad with the good, right? To yeah. you, fuck, man, you left Canada to go do that. You're doing it. You're living the dream, basically. And she came along, and I found like at first I was like, I don't know. How should do? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no way to know <laughs> until no you do it. There's no way to know until right? you're there. Yeah, man. And um, I'd say that she really enjoyed it. Until this day, we always talk about memories. You know, memories pop up on your phone. Yeah, of, yeah of course. Of things or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think she really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, thing is, we're here now. We're back, and uh, I want to talk about going back. I think she's very much interested in what she's doing for work type thing. So things have kind of shifted that way, right? Yeah, you might have to suck it up because she sucked it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, it, it's a beautiful thing, though, that she followed you there. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of pieces, like, it helped because, um, you know, when we talk about these fight jitters or, like, yeah, yeah. those questions of, like, certain, like, I have, oh, I have this matchup of this and of this. Of course. At least I had someone to talk to. Imagine... <sighs> There and there are people that do it by themselves. Yeah, I think it was a good support for me, like from my end, you know. Otherwise, I'd be like texting people back home or calling someone back home, like Jeff did. Yeah, exactly. like Jeff did for you, right? Well, yeah, but fuck, man, I, I had to be there for him. I put uh -huh. you, you threw him out there. You said go, he, he told go. me he wanted to do it. I I arranged it for yeah. him. But man, that was uh, good for him. I have to text him later on because. That was ballsy what he did. What he did, like it's, because yeah. you're right. Um, like talking about what you're, what you did with your girlfriend. I'm thinking about the plans that Miriam and I were talking about, and it is true that it makes it a lot simpler. Mm -hmm. Well, not simpler, easier, I guess. Uh, it makes it easier to be with someone. You can actually discuss it. You're not totally alone in that situation, yeah. and. But having so, it's hard to find somebody that will support you in those type of decisions because she had to put her life on a hold, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, when she was out there, it's not like she was. She didn't work. She kind of used it as time to, uh, I guess, like find herself in a sense, like what she liked to do. Yeah, man. Um, so she did a lot of like. Um, she actually really got into yoga while we were out there, and she loves yoga to this day. Whereas before, she didn't really care for anything to do with yoga yeah, yeah um 
And she did a lot of like they have a lot of expats and sort of like social social like you get to meet different people from different worlds. Yeah. But, um. And then I had to go back for meeting different people from different worlds. It was cool from my end to just meet people from all over, you know, to be like, I know this guy from here. I know this person from here. And you get to train together. So you you have that everyday relationship thing, you know. It's not like it's just like some guy, you know. You kind of like have a deeper understanding. <laughs> it's something that um, to this day I do and I, I tend to talk to interesting people. I don't. I'm the type that somehow tends to get in conversations with people I just randomly meet. I have no idea who they are, but we strike a conversation. It lasts an hour. I'll probably never see those people again. Hmm. But yet, those are some of the most meaningful conversations I've ever had. And imagine, I can only imagine what you went through when you were down there, man. It's like that um, that networking piece, right? Some people just don't yep. care for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I don't know, other people put themselves out there and have some sort of conversation with someone and see where it goes. You know, like if you don't ever, I would say this, if you don't like throw it out there and have that conversation, you won't, then you complain like, Oh, nothing came from this. It's like, what'd you do to <laughs> to ever make it happen? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things I like to repeat it, but I'll say it again. It's one of those things that, uh, the, you have to find the opportunities. Not only do you have to find the opportunities, but you have to realize that there are opportunities in the present. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it one year down the road and saying, fuck, I should have done this, I should have done that. Now it's like too late. Yeah, of course. You can go backwards. But being able to live in the moment to say, yeah, fuck, man, it's as stupid as what we were talking about. The fact, it's weird. I don't believe in coincidences. I, all, I, I, I the, the older I get, the more I'm aware of what's going on in my life and the more I can see those opportunities. And just the fact that I meet you today when we were having that exact conversation in the car and I'm like, fuck, that's what I want to do. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what you did. That's going to be, man, you're an inspiration, bro. Yeah. I didn't like, uh, to other people, they'll tell, they'll tell me that. But at the time, like, obviously that wasn't my, my thing to be like. Yeah, you're a meathead. You didn't did, think about I that. Just you just did, did it. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I, I think I've had other conversations with people that are like, inspire them on something because i'll word it a certain way and i was like i just was not my intention i just said i said it that way and like you said you it just the weird timing of of things i guess and when things are thrown out there it just becomes something else (laughs) yeah but that's a beautiful but again that comes back to what we're just saying if you can see it for what there is because for some if you don't look at what's going on in your life the another person could have not seen the conversation that we're having right now had something to do with the conversation I was having with Miriam earlier. Oh, like they'll overlook it. They won't be as reflective on, on things as what you're thinking. Yeah, because I, I think that's one thing that meditation has taught me a lot is really to sit down and just think, not just be where the fuck I am at that moment and just be living the moment. Cause that's all meditation is, is just sitting in the moment. Mm-hmm. Man, it's uh, fuck, man. I'm so happy I got to talk to you, man. Um, fuck, it's been an hour. It's been more than an hour, actually. Has it? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, got a question for you. I always finish that way now. Yeah, um, go for it. Knowing what you know now, as somewhat of a grown man, uh huh. If you <laughs> still could, a child, though. <laughs> well, before I ask you the question, you know the difference between a man and a, uh, a child and a man. Um, one has hair on his balls. No, the price of our, <laughs> the price of our toys. The price of our toys. That's it. it. <laughs> There's no more difference. We're so we're immature, man. 
so knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Mm. Good. Oh, so many things. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, I would. I mean, I grew up as like a, a martial artist before Muay Thai. I did mm. like karate. So yeah. I think the 14-year-old self still had a lot of discipline and everything in 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 him. But uh, I would just say stay true to what makes you happy and go for your goals. Like, um, I th- I'm a big guy on goals and being goal oriented. Mm-hmm. I have like those boards with, with goals that I have in mind. And oh, you, um, wrote the, you wrote them. Down. I write it down and I Beautiful. wake up. It's, it's next to me when I wake up in bed. Um, but I'd say like, yeah, stick to your goals. It's a big thing. You know, the, uh, think and grow rich, what I was telling you about the mm-hmm. book that was written a hundred years ago. Yeah. That's one of their chapters. They spent exactly on that to not only how they show you how to write a goal, mm-hmm. how to phrase it so that it becomes a mantra that yeah. really every morning you say it every noon, every night, the first thing you do in the morning, the first thing you do at night is this and it becomes it's it, it's it becomes a certainty you're yeah. rewiring your brain by believing that you can do whatever the fuck you put you put it to mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing man yeah not everyone has those things you know like goals they're just like they just live some weird i don't know how they live things but i'm big i'm very much like a believer in those and i think it took a while to kind of realize that you know what i mean when you're young, you just do everything. <laughs> Whereas, like now, I'm more specific. I'd say. Yeah, but I think it goes down to um, connecting the dots when you yeah. actually you realize that you you might have goals. All you need to most of the time, everybody has goals or dreams. Sorry, they have dreams. They haven't quantified them as goal. They haven't written them down, uh-huh. but they have dreams. But they just don't have the balls to actually do it. Yeah. And I think that's what the big, that's what the big difference is, is really to decide to make a mental decision to say, you know what, fuck what my family's saying that I shouldn't do that, fuck what that person's saying, fuck what that person is saying, and just, I'll do what my, yeah. 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 Not everyone does it, for sure. Man. Committing to things. It's a weird time to be having this conversation, man. Uh, uh, Do you have anything else you want to add? I think we covered a, a broad range of things today, Nick. Yeah, um, we'll have I mean, to do it again. For sure. Yeah, we'll have I'm to do it to again. It. But uh, for now, I think we'll drop it right there. But man, you have no idea after all these years how I th- still think about you, man. You were <laughs> such a great influence on me back then. Thanks, thanks. Good. Thank you for having me today on, on today's podcast. Fuck, man, the pleasure's all mine. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> <laughs>